Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. It is, of course, Bravo Friday, where I will cover the news and the headlines of the past week in the Bravo Cinematic Universe. And I am, of course, joined by friend of the pod, Allison Pivovarsky, the executive editor at The Dip. Hello, tits out. (laughs) Tits tits out. As Heather Gay says, tits out. Tits out. And there was tits in and then there was tits out. Whose team would you have been on? So I actually think Heather was on to something with the tits out concept. And I think I would have hitched my horse to that crew, but you know, it didn't work for them. So who am I to say? I just, I don't know Connie yet. So I'm not trying to go down a mountain with her. Yeah, the the second group felt a little mishmash. It was the uh, it was like the um, Isle of Misfit Toys. Yeah, it, it was like when I was in school and I always got in like the weird group, mm-hmm. the group project. Yeah, the group project with like no one knows each other, and you're just like, hey, everyone. I know it almost feels like the teacher is like out to get you when they just like randomly put you. They're like, oh, and Sam, you're going to be with these three people that I know you've never spoken to before while your best friends are in a group together. Exactly. Laughing and giggling. And I actually so I had this theory growing up all the time that teachers like would purposely do this to students. And now that I'm on TikTok and I see or Twitter or wherever and I see teachers be like, Ooh, I love putting students next to each other that I know have crushes on each other. I'm like, you little fucking snakes. I love that. I don't feel like a teacher ever had my back on that one. Because one time I, I put a note in my crush's desk and then I was not allowed to sit next to him for the rest of the school year. Oh my God, that's so bold of you they though. Made, I know, they made me feel like I was like stalking him. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm a second grader discovering my sexuality. Yeah, you're like, so sorry. I remember I had the biggest crush on this guy, Zach, in fourth grade. Like I just thought he was the cutest thing ever. If I saw him now, I would be like, oh, no, not so much. Oh yeah, 100%. I don't yeah. know what this guy looks like anymore. I'm, I'm sure it's yeah. a pass. Terrible. But my teacher paired us up together as husband and wife for the Oregon Trail. Wow. Yeah, we had to dress up in prairie outfits and go and walk through <gasps> what? the woods. Wait, I'm sorry. Oregon Trail, in my experience as a computer game, why are you, are you guys doing live action? Oh, yeah. So what oh, would happen wow. is like, we had like these woods behind our school. I feel like this is so weird. We had woods behind our school and you had to walk through 
And so, well, first what you would do, yeah. So you would walk through the woods and you would be greeted by like a parent. Someone's like mom or dad would be like dressed up. They would like hold a hat out for you and you had to like pick out of a hat, like, oh, I got yellow fever or like, oh, I had a baby and they would hand you a baby doll. Like, and you had to make it through and because they wanted you to see like how really hard it was. I love that like the options are two equally life ending uh, (laughs) choices. You know, this is a perfect segue into Real Size of Salt Lake City, oh, yeah. our pioneer ancestors. Oh, they don't let us forget it. At least Heather Gay doesn't. <laughs> she's coming out. This book that she's coming out with, I'll just tell you, I don't need, I don't need it. I love no. her, but like she's got to make more, being an ex-Mormon, like that can't just be her personality. Right. This isn't like Leah Remini with Scientology. No, because that's exciting. That's exciting because we're taken, you know, down. Where is uh, Sally Miscavige? Uh, yeah, she, her name's Shelly. So. Shelly. Oh. <laughs> Sally. I said Sally. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where Sally is either. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't committed fully to the name. I was like, I know it's, it's something. something. Yeah, I mean, and also for just, just touchdown in Beverly Hills, I'd love Leah Remini to be on Beverly Hills if that rumor is true. But yeah, I agree. With that said, yeah, our pioneer ancestors in Salt Lake City, I I know I was like a little touch and go here because I was like, without the Jen drama, but I really enjoyed this episode, this week's episode. I thought it was fun. Have you ever been tubing? Yes. Me too. And it is the worst part is having to, to get back to the top of that mountain. And I would have warned them, even if I heard there was a, a conveyor belt I would have said, no, I know I'm going to still have to lug a tire mm-hmm. up that mountain. I know. And I don't blame Mary for sitting it out. No. And Mary's like, I have little arms. I'm not doing that. She's got little twig arms. She does have little twig arms. You know, okay. Where do you stand with Lisa Barlow? So I've been back and forth with Lisa from day one. I actually think that she's growing on me. I think that she's acting like a petulant child when it comes to this whole Angie (laughs) caterer thing. I absolutely think she set up that dinner with Whitney to try to make herself look better and put all the blame on Angie. But as Lisa by herself, I really enjoy her. I loved the Wendy's trip. Oh, hi, baby gorgeous. Baby gorgeous. If if, I swear to God, if I do not find somebody who calls me baby gorgeous. (laughs) But I like the whole concept of like getting a cake pop before your Wendy's. I loved it. And I want that energy of Lisa. I think that she gets so worked up when people call her out that I'm just like, this I don't need. I don't need this. Yeah. I loved that, like in her confessional, she was like, what bonds me and my son is our love of fast food. (laughs) I was like, hey, as a lover of it myself, I love it. And I love that she is like, she's so knowledgeable about it. Like she knows that menu, like the back of her hand. Oh, she's like, I, she knows when the menu changes. She knows. She knows. You want a secret menu item? Lisa's ordered it. She's probably created it. Yeah. She like, you'll pull up to the drive-thru and she'll order something that's not even on the menu. Where are you at with her? Are you? I'm obsessed with her. I love her so mm-hmm. much. I do think that, like, the whole Mary thing was super weird. I like, thought, though, the Whitney's dig of, like, maybe you should have Googled it. I was like, oh, Whitney. Whitney. You, that was a, that was one that I was like, I don't know if somebody wrote that for her, but I was 
proud of her for that one. The Mary thing was so weird. I know. Mary was just like, maybe, I don't know, had a little bee in her bonnet. Yeah. She seemed, <laughs> oh. Mary, Mary saying that two hours is 60 minutes twice. And that's why she had to get a Hummer stretch limo. I loved it. Oh, God. Yeah, that was so tacky. I was like, I, I have one of those at Hummer. I haven't seen a Hummer in a minute. No, I don't see those on the road anymore. I'm they're actually surprised that they, oh, they're so embarrassing. I, I It also is like, that doesn't scream rich to me. No. Like you need that Mercedes, that Mercedes like passenger van. That tells me you have like, you know, we, we've said it before. Money talks, wealth whispers. Mm-hmm. And a Hummer stretch limo screams. is screams. <laughs> yeah. The Hummer stretch limo yells at me. Yeah. As it's driving by. 100%. And I, so I don't necessarily know how I feel about Angie, but what I do I know, like her. what I do know is I love to look at her. She's beautiful. Like, I love to look at her when she showed up to that baby party. Which, which I have a lot well, of thoughts about. <laughs> I have also a lot of thoughts about this baby party. Angie looked incredible. She looked in incredible with that pan. little bow in her hair. I was like, that's so cute. I actually thought of you. When I Thank saw the you. hair, I was like, that is such like an Allison hairstyle. I wear my, I wear bows all the time in my hair, actually. So it's, I'm glad that you thought of me. Uh, she looks stunning. Uh, the, like the, what are they called? The patent leather pants. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. The perfect pant to get blackout drunk and fall on your ass and at a one-year-old's birthday mm-hmm. party. Now, I did, I, I remember thinking this last year too. I'm like, why are all these women having kids at the exact same time? I, that's or is weird. it with the same man? Well, I mean, maybe it's Jenny's husband. The kids looked a little similar. They did. They looked like cousins. It, <laughs> everyone's a cousin in Salt Lake Everyone. City. But it also bothers me because I was like a little upset when I was listening to Heather Gay on Bitch Sesh. And she was saying that her and Whitney are related, but it's like their great grandmothers are related. And I was like, oh, that's not like my cousin. Like that's. Like there's some distance there. And then I got kind of annoyed because here I am thinking like they are like going to family part. Although maybe they do. I don't know. I don't even know who my second cousins are. So maybe that's just a me problem. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't think Angie and Whitney are cousins. Like just because your great, great, great grandfather Mm -hmm. protected the lead of Mormons doesn't make you related. Like, no, that's what Lisa was saying. She was like, it's fucking weird. Like, what? I just think they're friends. And then they were like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, I did 23 and me, too. And it somehow we're connected. Yeah. And that's like when people are like, oh, I'm related to Alexander Hamilton. It's like barely. I'm barely related to Abraham Lincoln. Fun fact. Are you for real? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Not I don't think blood related. I was yeah, like, like you wouldn't like meet his direct descendant and no. be like, oh, be like, we're cousins. Because. Yeah. <laughs> what you do for Thanksgiving? Want yeah. on a reality show together? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, this is going to be really controversial. And I'm so, I need to say it. I need to oh, let boy. it out. I need to just come clean. I love Jen Shaw. I really enjoyed her in this episode. I um, think she's... I, she's the kind of friend... I can't believe I'm about to say this, but she's the kind of friend I want. No, I think she's a good time. 
She is a good time. When she so answered fun. the phone, she's like, I'm in for this, like the sledding or whatever. Yeah. I was like, that's the energy like you want a friend to have when you call them up. And I thought that the entire time I was like, I don't think I hate her. Like no. everyone keeps saying she's like intoxicating. And when you're with her, like you just want her yeah to want to be your friend Mm -hmm. and I get it yeah like I think she's the kind of person that and I've said it before like when she shines her light on you yeah you feel incredible and I heard that phrase in the David Foster documentary on Netflix that I've watched at least four times oh Um, I really love it I don't know why it's very weird of me but yeah no I get it I get it. And I totally think I would, I don't think I would be like a Lisa. I think I could see myself being a Heather being just like, wait, but like, let's, we're still, we can be friends. When her and Heather bosom bumped, I lost my mind. Yeah. It was so awkward. They were like one inch away from each other. And then they, it wasn't even, it was like, they just smashed their boobs together. Yeah. And to me, seeing them together, it's very Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito. Like it's very, you know what I mean? Like one is so tall and one is so small and they just seem to have this like fun little chemistry. And I laughed when Lisa or Jen was like, oh, feels good to like, I'm not involved in the drama right now. I, I thought that was great, too. And then I didn't know how Jenny got involved in it. Jenny? Uh, she, I thought I missed something. I was watching it. And I was like, wait, where did she get upset? I'm going to chalk it up to she's just going through a lot with her husband. And I don't blame her. Like, just she maybe, like, just reacted a little. I think the way she reacted in that moment was how she wanted to react at their oyster dinner. So I don't blame her. I think I probably would have those moments all the time on TV. But yeah, I it was kind of out of nowhere. All I, the whole, like, the whole, and then I was like, did you guys sit in silence on that Hummer limo for like 260 minutes? Yeah, <laughs> 260 minutes. Because it was like, I, it felt like it happened right at the get. <laughs> yeah, like I, it was, it was a moment. And, you know, and then I just saw Meredith just like disassociating. And I need Meredith to kind of, Upper Step dosage up. a little bit. Yeah. I need her to no, get on some No, I think she uppers. needs to come down. I think, she, yeah, I think she needs to lower the dosage because she's so sedated. Um, it, it's crazy. Like, she's so, like, not on this earth. And then that yeah. dinner with her and Sean, I was like, well, let's call him Seth. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> let's call him Seth. That's his name. Let's call him by his uh, Christian name. You... First we had Am I Sally. Okay? <laughs> it's and now we had Sean. Yeah, the S's are really sending you right now. Um, oh my god. I agree. That dinner with Seth, where first of all, they were the only ones at the restaurant. Was Seth fucked up on something? Because he was like, he would he I almost felt like was compensating for how low Meredith's energy was. Mm-hmm. And he was so over the top. Yes. It was like I don't know what was happening with him, but he was just like so strange. I didn't know. I was I, I blamed it on the altitude, but I, th- I don't think so. I don't think so. Something else brewing. I can't wait to see this house, though. Oh, Mother Nature's cleavage. Yeah. This episode is very boob focused. <laughs> very heavily focused because yeah. then he also commented on Meredith's boobs. I, I felt know. like at some point they just don't seem to have a lot of chemistry. So I mm-hmm. wasn't feeling it. But let's talk about Dewey. Let's oh. touch on the Dewster. Uh, I hate him. <laughs> He's I trash. hate this man. Trash. 
I just hate it. He was so condescending at that dinner. First of all, I am not going to come out here and criticize the Mormon culture. (laughs) I think that like there's plenty of people who have come. My my pioneer ancestors before me have done that. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way that Jenny was like, we're not Mormon. So like, and he's like, well, it's legal in Utah. And she's like, sure. But like, I'm Catholic. And when he's like, it's not in the 10 commandments, it's like, okay, buddy, there's a lot of, that's the kind of shit where I'm like, I cannot get behind this religion stuff (laughs) because you guys really love to write your own rules for what you do and don't want to take and accept. But for him to be like, I think it's fine. I have a, I have a patient who has 40 children and I just want a big family. And Jenny's like, I am for the fifth episode in a row telling you, I don't want this. It's so disrespectful. It's so unfair to her. I I hope she announces her divorce at the reunion. (laughs) I hope so too. And also I'm just going to say, can he afford to have that many children? The house, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, come on, you're not a surgeon. You're a chiropractor. Those are not the same thing. Let's be completely honest with ourselves. Yeah. Well, I have to ask Mia from Potomac what like the income Uh, is for that. Mia. Mia, one quotation mark Thornton is what I call her. I saw your Instagram. I saw it. It was great. It's constant with her. Just one. Just one little quote. Um, yeah, he, oh, he made me so mad. And then I was like, you would order an extra dirty martini. What a sick little fuck. I mean, I actually love dirty martinis. He's also like 50. I'm like, dude, you don't need to be having more kids. Like focus on the kids that you do have and just call it a fucking day. And also, I mean, it's just so insensitive. Like she's had what? Nine miscarriages. 13 times she's been pregnant. She has three children. It's tragic. She had one stillbirth. And he is like, when, first of all, I have never been pregnant. So I don't want to start like assuming I know how a person who carries a child feels. With that said, I would assume even though she keeps like removing herself from when her daughter was, her daughter was born dead and had to be like resuscitated. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine that that takes such a toll on, on somebody who just carried a child for her then to just be told like, well, I'll just get another wife. So you don't have to do it. So I can have kids. I can't imagine the type of blow that feels to someone who, who has just like been through something so traumatic or at least has at some point in their life been through that. Yeah. And it's also, well, there's two things, right? Like He's, I feel like he's constantly dismissing how she feels because he's like, you weren't awake for that. Like I had to watch it. And it's like, well, she woke up and she didn't have a child. Like, yeah, that's a lot. And then two, it's almost like. she also keeps like saying that too, which makes me think he's gotten into her head. A hundred percent. And that makes me really sad. Very sad. And then two, like, it also feels like it's a blow to her. Like, well, you can't give me what I want. Like there's something wrong with you. So I'm going to find someone else, but you can still be here. It's like, why do you think you're not amazing? By the way, he's not, he's not, No, he is like recycling her, but he's like, I'll keep you around. I'm just going to like get a couple more wives so I can have a big family. And it's, it's such, it feels like such an easy thing to rest on, to be like, this is my culture. This is like what we do polygamy is very popular in China. And I was just like, but your wife, who you are claiming is your best friend, is literally sitting across the table 
downing a dirty martini and blue cheese olives because she's so distraught that you are not putting her first and you're just completely ignoring it. Yeah. He's just fucking awful. And I, I think- would have I wrote, I'm sorry. <laughs> I would have said, you can have your new wife and I'll talk to you later. Yeah. You can have your new wife. I will be now your ex-wife. Yes. And you will pay me child support. Yeah. Those kids are not even close to 18. No. Oh, we're going to milk Bring this. In. <laughs> yeah, we got nine more years with the little one. Are you kidding? I know. I that I found very sad. And I feel very bad, sad. too, that that's like Jenny's only storyline because it's like pretty. It's like a, it's really feels like a sophomore season storyline, you it's know, like lot. for this to be season one for her. I'm like, he did not. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, for, like she is on a show right now. Right. Like you are being filmed. Yeah. Um, do you watch, do you watch, yeah, do you watch Potomac? I watch it all. Let's, yeah. yeah. You really do. You watch every network, Netflix. I, I like, do. Everything. It's literally amazing what you do. What's going on? Where do you fall on this season? What's ha- What's happening? Okay. I'm so glad that this couple's retreat, if you will, vacation, whatever we want to call it nightmare yeah is over yeah me too it was like very long and I couldn't believe when Wendy was like checkmarking all of the great things she did as a hostess that the salad throw was part of this vacation I was like wow we are we're still here huh like Mm -hmm. we're still on that bay yeah I love Potomac. I'm so sad that we're coming up to the end. I am thrilled that we are somehow every season ends with Michael Darby drinking a Corona at a party, talking about having his hands on someone. I don't know how we keep getting ourselves into this position, but by God, we do. I think that the standout for me this week was obviously the dead butterflies. Oh, the dead butterflies. The sleeping. (laughs) The sleeping butterflies, as Karen said. It, It was incredible. And also... Uh, Giselle's daughter's roasting her and saying that she's a vampire because she has no feelings. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, me. <laughs> like I see myself in Giselle sometimes and it's not great. You see yourself in Giselle? Yes. Like heavily. Do you have a foot problem? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see myself in Giselle in a way that's really alarming. When her kids are like, you're very emotionally unavailable. Okay. Like, and I'm like, that's tough. It's tough, tough. Who is she dating? <laughs> I don't know, but I want to know. I'm, I'm uh, wondering. She's a beautiful woman. She's beautiful. But we got to cut the cold shoulder tops. Got to cut them out. We got to ha- we gotta touch down with a stylist and see what's going on. She- I remember at last year's reunion, they were like, if you just got a stylist, like, you would be Wallace. Yeah, I mean, Karen's not wrong about everything she said about her wardrobe. No. I, I I understand what you're saying. Giselle is stunning. Gorgeous. She just like, same thing with the house, just can never really follow through. No. Just like, it's always like a work in progress. Yeah, it's always like a mess. Like she's almost yeah. there and then she throws on maybe one too many pieces of jewelry. Yeah, and you're it's just the like, Coco oh. Chanel quote. Always take one accessory off before you leave the house. And then... With the Mia and her mom oh. thing, I find it so heartbreaking. So do I. And I'm just going to say this. There's a part of me that feels that Mia almost like wants to get back at her mom. Oh, that's And it's like, I'm going to, like, I resent you so much 
So it's like, whenever you're on camera, I will talk about what a terrible mother you were in front of my children. And I, I don't necessarily think she's wrong for that. I think her mom was not a good mom to her. Oh, no, she absolutely wasn't. And then she also hasn't really been there for her as an adult either. She has talked about how her mom will do anything in the world for Mia's sister. And then it's like, Mia. (laughs) Yeah, that's so sad. It is sad. I have a feeling her mom is going through like a lot personally. Mm -hmm. And I, I really empathize with that. I think that Mia's whole storyline regarding her mother is honestly one of the like most honest ones we've seen on the show. And I commend her for it. Again, a lot to get into your first season. And I appreciate it. It's a lot better than like Candace and her mom, in my opinion. Like this is something that I actually really appreciate because while, you know, I think Mia's mom's story is a heightened version of like a a fraught relationship between a mother and daughter. It is very relatable. And, and I, I commend her for putting it all on screen. I do understand what you're saying though, about there being an element of getting back at her for it. Cause I'm sure there's just so much trauma that comes with it. So much. I mean, like she was in foster homes, like she was like really, you know, and then we got G Gordon. Oh, oh God, Sam. I honestly, when I close my eyes, I see the tongue. I see it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. And when they showed like they have, they have got to put a trigger warning on the episode. If they're going to do a flashback to him wagging Mm -hmm. his tongue at Karen. (laughs) And she was like, Ooh, (laughs) Karen's reactions to things is like one of my favorite parts of the show. Cause she's just like, Oh, (laughs) Oh God. And like when she reenacted the tongue, we got a flashback. Then we got her doing it. I was like, put your tongues. Put your tongue away. away. I hate also like I am famously known for hating when people take photos with their tongues out. Like I hate it. Just like put your tongue away. Yeah. Put it away. He was also this Bravo is bringing it with the booze. Like these people are constantly liquored up and I don't hate it. And we'll get to winter no. house. <laughs> Oh, I don't hate it. Um, yeah. My only other comment and question really for you, since you are like the Bravo connoisseur, I saw that Candace, Giselle and Ashley are were, are in, were in L.A. together. Oh, I and have they some took tea. A, a photo together. <laughs> yeah. Candace and Ashley hung out after the reunion. What? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it blows. They could be moving on. I don't know how, because the things Candy Gal has said to, about Ashley, to and about, and then doubled back on not regretting it on Watch What Happens mm-hmm. Live is incredibly, like, foot, like her feet are deep in the mud. And Ashley has yeah. also said certain things about how she, like, you know, thinks Candace is, like, trash for the way she talks about people. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw this photo and I'm like, is Giselle the buffer? Like, is she, did we miss Giselle like shoving them away so they wouldn't fight like Maury Povich style? Like what happened here? But they're, they're maybe making amends you're saying? I think they're making amends. I wow. think that they are a really messier version of Karen and Giselle where it's like mm-hmm. one maybe doesn't exist without the other one. But yeah, wow. I you That know, is so funny you say that. It really is like 
Batman Joker kind of like they need the other to to fuel. Yeah, they they are nothing without the other. And yet they are each other's like true kryptonite. I'm mixing up so many superhero things here. I apologize. I don't know what I'm talking about. I've seen I don't think any of those are Marvel. Okay, never mind. I've only seen The Dark Knight like a million times. And then I watched Smallville when I was like 10. So that's where my experience is coming from. (laughs) uh, Right. Yeah, I do agree, though. You're right. They they feed off of each other. And Mm -hmm. and it's not great. Like, it's not. It's it's so toxic. Things that are being uh, said to one another. But we got to discuss Michael Darby. When this his we've seen him talk about his children. We've seen him talk about Ashley. His face lights up when he talks about Mr. Juan Dixon. His he I'm, beams. He, I mean, it goes back to last season. Even fin- Ashley is like, she was like, oh, right, we gotta go. Like, I'll throw my boobs in your face. <laughs> like, I will distract you from talking about Juan Dixon because it's fucking weird. And then they gave like all these flashbacks to like him being with Juan. And it's Juan's literally just polite to him. Like, yeah. Juan is like literally just nice. His fascination with him is comparable to Craig and Austin. Um, But the thing is, and I mean, I'll never forget when Juan proposed to Robin again. And Michael was like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, and we're going to get even more of it in the finale. And I can't wait. Michael Darby is a piece of shit. I just want to (laughs) like put it out there. Like we all we all know that. I know I'm not like reinventing the wheel by saying that. The way he talks about Ashley is inexcusable. And I just like can't stand like he is such an entitled piece of shit. I know. And he's also hideous. (laughs) He really? You know what I mean? Like, I don't enjoy looking at him. No. He's tough on the eyes. So it's uh, when I see him talk about his wife's weight or being attracted to her or whatever, I'm like, sir, you have a hot as fuck 32-year-old wife. is incredible. Oh, my God. When I see her her on TikTok, I am just like, you're (laughs) fucking beautiful. She's so hot. And then you have Michael Darby, who I swear to God looks like one time I stubbed my toe. And the toenail fell off. And I was just like, that's Michael Darby. And he just is, I just hate him so much. I think he's the worst house husband we've ever had. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Because the way he tries to wrap his, like, the things he says about his wife, about other people, wraps it with just like, oh, that's just like who I am. And I was just like, I hate it. He's, I hate it. He takes no accountability. I, have a theory about why him and Ashley are still together. I oh. I know she didn't get the post nup, mm-hmm. but I she's getting half. She's getting half. I I, I really think Ashley is like really mm-hmm. playing the long game, and she is. I I applaud her for that because mm-hmm. she's smart, and I love her so much that I I actually like Ashley is really working for me this season. Yeah, wow, you're really Ashley. I, you got a fan. Well, she is that a controversial opinion? Like. No, yeah. I think I've just never heard anyone love her this much. No, it's that I think that I've been really, I have been really hot and cold with Ashley throughout the years. And this season, especially when it started with, you know, her giving birth, 
And me having to watch like a baby's diaper explode on screen. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a rough one. But she really like she has come out and said, yes, I choose mess. And I'm great. I'm really happy with that. Did you see the deleted clip of her just like throwing her middle finger up like over? And I'm like, that's first of all, I don't know why they cut that. Yeah, I don't know what Bravo thinks sometimes when they cut these But scenes. she's like showing up to these events when she does show up to these events mm-hmm. and is choosing true chaos. And I mm-hmm. love that. I'm not like, yeah. I'm, look, I'm not like I love Ashley as a person, even though I don't really have a problem with her. It's just like what she's bringing to the show in yeah. like a compact little amount of time, I think is fantastic. Oh, she's like, if I'm away from my kids for an hour and 45 minutes, I will be causing chaos for an hour and 45, and 40 44 minutes. minutes, 44 minutes. Like she's like, I will show up on this trip for three hours and I will make everyone question their loyalties. Yes. Like I will just, and then I'll be like, bye. Yeah. And it's like, I respect that. I respect it too. I, respect it. I, I, I'm, I'm really feeling her. I can't wait for the reunion. I mean, Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But, okay. Wait, can I ask you a question? We published <sighs> something on the dip. Uh, by Jonathan Chandler, your friend. And yeah. it was him talking about the thought of maybe demoting Robin. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on it. Is it time? Like, I'm not saying we need to get rid of Robin, but like she's, demote? She, next season, she's got to either get married or break up with one. Two of those things have happened. <sighs> I, I cannot get for either a of seventh those. season watch this woman... What? Who I think is so above Juan Dixon. Like, I think she is just, like, stunning. I think she's cool. I would love to, like, talk shit with her. Oh, my God. I would love to be. Oh. I'd love to be on her shady podcast. Get me in that group chat immediately with her and Giselle. I am not telling anyone to talk to my assistant. You know what? I would be like, hell yeah, let's talk. (laughs) Right. Um, Wait. Okay. What do you think will happen first? Robin and Juan will get married or Giselle will finish her house. Oh, I know. I think we're both waiting for a long time. I think we're waiting. I think if anything happens first, it will be Ashley leaves Michael Darby. (laughs) I think out of all of, I know that wasn't an option. No, no, they always say choose the other door on Price is Right or whatever. Let's make, I don't know what show that is. We play fast and loose with facts over here. We... I don't know what we talk about sometimes, but I have a real problem with Mr. Juan Dixon. I really do. I know you do. I really don't like that man. I think he's beautiful. I get it. He's sexy. So hot. So hot. Uh, Emotionally unavailable and also like uh, incredibly toxic to somebody who's dealing with like mental health issues and is open about it. And then Giselle to be like, that's not hot. Juan's not going to find that hot. He, I hated that. Yeah. I hated, you know, I hated that. I think too with Juan, it's like he doesn't even have charisma. No, I mean, I think that whole family is lacking some charisma. There's, They're like, yeah. they really like comfortably They're sleepy. Sit. They're a sleepy family. Yes. And I don't, I don't envy, I, I honestly, I envy it. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, what if I went through life not at a 10 all the time? Wow. It's just, like, what is that? A you know what they the- all look like to me when I think of their family? I think of the sleepy time bear on the sleepy time oh, on the tea with their little calf yeah. and his little pipe. Yeah. And he's got his little cup. You know, that's um, them. I one time created a little narrative where the Charmin bears, that's them at night. I see it. I just feel like after they go to the bathroom and use too much toilet paper, they go to sleep with little nightcaps. 
little yes. little literal little cap. Corey and Carter. And I don't like this idea that Robin's gonna have another baby and they're like, no. it's gotta be a girl. I'm like, sir, that's not how genetics work. I'm no scientist, I'm no Dr. Fauci, but that doesn't strike me as something that you can really control. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do think you modern science can like you can you can Well, they're acting like they're just gonna like oh fuck by and the grace they're of gonna God. have a girl. Yeah, no. yeah, like that we gotta get doctors involved. Yeah, I, I it's interesting that a lot of the women's storylines are like, Will I have another child? Like Yeah, it's like when Ramona, God bless, it's like fifty seven and she was like, I think I'm pregnant. What? And they're like, babe, you have menopause. That's what this is. Yeah, she literally, one of her storylines was like, I, forgot I about think that. I'm pregnant. I have to take a test. I'm like, you were 57 years old. How does like, Avery do it? Oh, Avery, you gotta, you gotta see her out I gotta in the find wild. Her. You gotta find her in Chicago. I know. Yeah. All right. So let's just take a quick break and then we can come back and talk basically all the other shows yeah. that are going on in Bravo. <laughs> Let's be honest, ratings and reviews are so important, especially when you're in need of a doctor. You wouldn't go to a restaurant if they only had one star, so I go through all of that with a healthcare provider. And after the last year, now is the time to prioritize your health. Whether you need a primary care physician, a dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialists, ZocDoc has you covered. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Go to ZocDoc.com H-O-T-M and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com H-O-T-M. So let's talk Vanderpump. Uh, I have lots of opinions on a little Brocky boy. Little? Big, big boy. Uh, I don't enjoy him on my screen. I don't also, either. but I do because he also brings the drama. And I think he knows exactly what he's doing. I think. Oh, really? He, yeah, I think he knows what the fuck's going on. You don't show up in a scrunchie that matches your sweatsuit if you don't know what's oh, going on. Oh, I see on. what you're saying. Like, he knows. But so, but why did he have that conversation with Lala off screen then? Because he knew that it, she was going to talk about it. Yeah, maybe because he, maybe, I don't, you know, maybe he, that's, that's what he wanted. Strategy. Maybe it's a manipulation, yes. Because like, then I'm, he knows she'll talk about it and he can then manipulate. Like, I told you this in confidence, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think he's kind of nasty. Oh, God, Sheena. I saw a tweet that was like, I think anytime Sheena says she's happy, the sky, like the sky opens up. Yeah, it's like something is amiss. When Sheena says she's the happiest she's ever been, we got to look into this. I think the kiss of death is her picking up those canvas prints at Walmart and oh. putting them in her bedroom. I think yes. the moment she goes into that photo center at Walmart, she, mm-hmm. I mean, shit's about to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. When she goes into the Kodak booth, she, things are about to go down. I 
have for a really long time said, oh my God, I want the best for Sheena. Yeah, I, I think we all do. We do, but I also, I'm starting to be like, but does Sheena want the best for Sheena? No, Sheena, I wrote that Sheena is in denial. And I mean, to a degree that's like, it, it's sad. I hate being like, oh, I always have felt bad for Sheena, but I really have never felt not bad for her. Right. At no moment, down to like when she was really self-conscious about her tooth, I always felt bad for Sheena. And I want to just be happy for her, like you said. Mm-hmm. But there's always going to be a sliver of like, but I'm sad for her too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just sad. It's sad when she passed little summer moon honey off to her mom and her mom had to shuffle off somewhere in Villa Rosa. I was like, what are we doing? I don't think she wants to ever leave her daughter, which I understand. Totally. And I think that for the others, I don't want to say it's easier, but they just might have like a better boundaries when it comes to new motherhood. I think... And yeah. I think she's having a tough time. Yeah. And I think with Sheena, she just isn't deep. She's not a deep person. Mm. She's, uh, I'm going to say something unkind. I'll just say it. I kind of think she's the Teresa Giudice of <laughs> Vanderpump, where I mean, like, what you say, she takes exactly at face value. And, like, there's not much else going on. Like, it's all about appearances. Like, she, like, the first thing she said about her daughter was that her daughter can't repeat outfits on Instagram. Her daughter's three weeks old at this point. Can't repeat outfits on Instagram. And it's verified. It has more followers than her baby daddy. And I was like, that's not what we should be aiming for. That's not the goal. And I think Lala is, like, (laughs) again, this is really... I can't believe I'm describing this as someone with someone whose name is Lala, but like, I think Lala likes to maybe be a little deeper. And she's always like, Sheena, what you're doing is not working. Mm -hmm. You need to look at your life and like really, because I mean, there's so many times with Sheena where I'm just like, she cares so much about what she looks like and like how things are perceived that it's like hard to like really get in there with her. You're right. Everything is like surface for her. And Everything. I think like with the when they were at Lisa's, aka okay, a really quick aside about Lisa. I have oh. seen I have seen ghosts with more definition than her. Oh, the yeah. way they have blurred her face so much, it is ethereal. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. It's like a magic eraser was it's, taking her face. Yeah. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. they took the face, like a Facetune blur, and just mm-hmm. like only over her face, not her neck, and that's always nope. the tell. Yeah. And you know who's got a neck that needs? Never mind. Kyle. Oh, yep. Were you gonna say yeah. Kyle? <laughs> yes. It's it's obvious at the reunion because she chose that heinous dress, so it's like all eyes are on again the boobs and the neck. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen, and to think that like she is the, a producer on this show and isn't mm-hmm. like. I don't want to look like I was filmed on a green screen compared to these people, but she doesn't. And it's, it's sad. I will. I always wonder, I'm like, what do these women really look like? You know, who looks amazing in person? I'm so sorry. I know that this is now an aside of an aside. It's Luann. I've seen her in person and she's stunning. She is gorgeous. My mom, who was like dabbles very peripherally with housewives, she sends me like Luann's like, Instagram post and she'd be like, look at her body. I'm I mean, like, I know. We've all seen the workout in Central Park. So 
we all know. But yeah, so, her body is incredible. But yeah, so Sheena is like when she was at that dinner at Lisa's or whatever, mm-hmm. the lunch at Lisa's, the way she was so quick to dismiss the claims that Lala was making and just mm-hmm. say, yeah, but that's not what happened because Brock told me. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Also, it, to me, there was this moment. And this is what I want viewers at home to go back and rewatch is Lala's like, he told me what happened. And Sheena was like, what did he tell you? And yeah. Lala gave her a look and was like, and it was like telepathically, they were like, do you want me to bring this up on camera? And Sheena was like, yes, you can bring this up on camera because we're making mm. a fucking show. We are making a show and I've been on here for nine years. We got to make it happen. I like this theory. And, but then does that, is she not, then of course, she's like, that gonna, deep? I think she, well, I don't think that's deep. I think that's just like, we lost the OGs. We got to make shit happen. And also to go back to Lisa's filter on her face, uh, uh, it was interesting. And I kept pausing and looking and taking screenshots. Of when they would, it was just her, got the filter. They would zoom out and it'd be her and Lala. Heavy bronzer line. Oh, the bronzer was wild. What? Yeah, I mean, it was like. As a pale girl myself. Well, as a pale girl myself, I know that that's happened to me a time or two. I get a little crazy with it. I do too. I mean, okay. I love a bronzer. I recently bought the Charlotte Tilbury um, contour wand. Oh, with the little dots? Because mm-hmm. I saw How's it on TikTok. Of well, course. I, again, like I just mentioned, it looked, I thought it looked great. And then my friend said, it looks like you took a paint roller and went right across the cheek. So oh. that is, I do think that we like, when we look That's in the mirror, friend. we're like, this looks great. And then you mm-hmm. go outside and your friend is like, what happened? But nobody's no, yeah. going to say that to Lisa Vanderpump because it's Lisa Never. Vanderpump and she signs their checks. So yeah. Now we are just left with a heavily bronze Lisa Vanderpump slash a blurred ghost Lisa Vanderpump. Well, I don't know if you saw this, but Steve from Faces by Bravo pointed out last week that when Lisa Vanderpump was in the car talking to James, there was a note next to her written out things to talk to him about. It was like in the note, it was like, ask about family. What? Yes. It's like she had to like produce this scene. And that's what she was like. I'm going to talk to James about this. I'm going to talk to James about this. Yeah, oh, that's I was so like, weird. I hate shit like that. It makes me so upset. <sighs> I do yeah. feel like there have been a few moments in Bravo in the last couple weeks that I it's like somebody went in with their assignment mm-hmm. and just like checked off the boxes of what they needed to discuss for the sake of producing the scene. And I mean, OK. When it comes to Lisa Vanderpump and Dave's specific, it, there's a lot that has come out recently about what Vanderpump has produced for this show. And I have to say, it's not coming up Vanderpump Rosé for her. No, it's she, not. She has definitely been, I mean, there she's been orchestrated the Munchausen, which like, give me a break, Rena. Like you are the one You're that did still all that. a 50 year old woman who went along with calling this woman's illness space. Yes. Uh, but then also, you. I mean, the, the radar thing, all of it mm-hmm. is all coming back to Vanderpump and not a great look. So for the, it's, it's, I call that sloppy when you're just leaving a post-it note. Yeah. They're all losing their touch. The show's got to yeah, go. Yeah. I think it's got to go. Is that what um, you think? I think we need to sunset. I, also, I, 
I find Tom Sandoval very sinister. Oh, this was There's a something rough, sinister going on. Rough, with him rough and his episode costumes. for him. He's got to get over this book launch. Get over the book launch. And also, there was something so chilling about Tom Schwartz being like, I can't, I didn't get the loan. And then Tom being like, Well, I I'll pay cover. for it. And I was like, don't do it, Schwartzy, because Tom is going to steamroll you and he will be your boss. And we don't need that. Can you believe that Vanderpump Rules has come to Schwartz in a confessional talking about how interest rates are high, so they need they needed to refinance their mortgage? <laughs> like, this is what we have become. Yeah. At one point, we were talking about uh, how people are cheating on got a girl pregnant in Miami or whatever. And now we're talking about high mortgage interest rates. <laughs> yeah, like snooze. And it's, I, that's why I appreciate the Lala and Brock situation because I felt like it was like messy a little bit. It was like a little deeper and I appreciated it. But I do want to touch on Katie. I really, the bravery in saying that she got an abortion on camera, I was like, that is amazing. Like, I, because I was scared for her. I told you. I was like, I'm scared for her on social media. Yeah, I was, I totally hear you. And I understand that it, I understand the scariness of it. And I do commend her for it because it's great that like we can normalize those conversations. And I think that like for me, the thing that stood out the most was like the way her and Schwartz talked about it wasn't like a traumatic experience that they went through. It wasn't her it going was back and forth what? of like, how can I do this? It was a normal conversation of them being like, we weren't ready. And yeah. so we made this decision and it was for the best. I mean, Schwartz, I love when Schwartz was like, I mean, I would have manned up if I needed to. And I'm like, so are you saying that you didn't man up because you didn't have a child? Like, he's like, I would have gotten a job. I would have figured it out. And I'm like, <laughs> So like, because you didn't have this child, you were like, I can fuck around for another 10 years and still like still do whatever I want. But yeah, I totally agree. I think like the normalization of it was great. Yeah. And it wasn't because like we have to stop framing abortion conversations in like this traumatic experience because a lot of a lot of a lot of people that I know that have had an abortion are like the, I, I did the best thing for me and I'm glad I did it. And yeah. we need to like have that those conversations. And I think mm -hmm. Katie did a great job at doing that. And I was really proud of her because she hasn't had it easy on the show. And no, I'm glad that she I didn't liked, shy away from it. And it was a moment where I actually liked Schwartz. Like I oh, liked that's how nice. they, <laughs> Yeah, I liked, I know. I liked how they talked about it. Like you said, it was a yeah. very normal conversation. It wasn't like they were making it like this big traumatic experience. I did enjoy that Tom at one point said, is that when I had an air mattress? And she says, oh no, you had a box spring. And a I was box like, spring, yeah. Well, she, I felt like she said that to like, be like, okay, please don't make me look like a total loser for being with you at this point right. in my life. She was like, no, you had a box spring. Like, it's fine. <laughs> You were sleeping on an air mattress. It had $300 in your account. Um, yeah. Yeah, I do think that that was great. I mean, it was literally like, yeah, I was, I think we made the best decision for ourselves then. Also, do you want to get tacos for dinner? Like, it was really like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I enjoyed it. I appreciated it. And it's by far, I think, the deepest the show has ever gone. Yeah. Minus like all of this massive addiction issues <laughs> show. <sighs> but oh, yeah. what did you think of Raquel and Lala playing pickleball? 
I'm sick of pickleball. It is fucking sick of it. Oh my God. I have, I wrote down in my notes, why is pickleball everywhere? (laughs) It's everywhere. I say this. I've said it before on the podcast. I dated someone who would play pickleball for four to five hours a day. What? Yeah. Really? The same guy that wrote a legal pad when he was breaking up with me, wrote all, yeah, wrote everything down on a legal pad. He would tell me, he's like, pickleball is the fastest growing sport in America. And now it's fucking everywhere. And I'm like, oh, he wasn't wrong about that. But it's just tennis. It's like smaller tennis. It's It's small tennis. It's good for older people. It's in between table tennis and tennis tennis. It's pickleball. Mm -hmm. And I just don't feel like we need to be giving it this much time. No, and I don't appreciate the Lala and Randall uh, paddles. Oh, I hated those. The product placement, baby. What happens now? I don't know. And Ariana seemed on Watch What Happens Live. Andy did ask her about this. And Ariana was like, I am in touch with Lala. She's very up and down right now. Like, oh, that's interesting. She's not totally like, okay. Like, obviously, she's really upset. Like, something did actually happen. I don't think Lala would put up with it. I think she's very, like, headstrong and is like, no. Yeah, like, I agree. You cheated on me. Fuck you. Like, yeah. I, that's what I do appreciate about her is, like, she's not all talk. She's not all like, talk. Like, she's literally like, if you cheat on me, we are no longer together. I really don't care if I have a baby with you. Like, yeah. I will make it work. I will be fine. And also, I can imagine the child support checks from Brandon will be oh, pretty good. I would hope so. Yeah. I'm like, good for you. But yeah. And then Raquel and Lala... It, you know, they're just not destined to be buddies. No, they're not. The whole I, conversation post pickleball was so uncomfortable when Lala was going through like why she was mean to Raquel. And Raquel mm-hmm. was like, I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, I just think that this conversation needs to end. But I do tip my hat to Raquel for following through with the the dare. The dare. She was she wasn't clearly- even close to winning pickleball. No, I actually, my I tip my hat the most to Raquel for letting them air that footage of her playing pickleball. Oh, God. With her little, she's like a little deer. Yeah, she's a deer, but also mm-hmm. like the way I'm sure Ruby, your cute puppy, would like kind of, you know, like when she pounces and she just like flops everywhere, oh. like all limbs. That's mm-hmm. Raquel during pickleball. Uh, yes. Her set was great, though. Oh, God, I just like love an athletic set. I did. I was kind of looking at her sweater that she tied around her shoulders because it's normally you tie them around yeah. your shoulders. She had one under the crossbody. I, I thought that was an interesting it. look. I didn't hate it. It's like when people do that with fanny packs. But um, she put it. I, I was relieved that she didn't leave it like that for pickleball. It must have been a chilly day because they both put sweaters on. Yeah, it was chilly in L.A. that day. Um, wow. Wait, okay. speaking of chilly. Yeah. Can we talk about winter house? Absolutely. That's what I was going to talk about. Perfect. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I love. Did they eat chili on Winter House? No, but it's chilly, like weather wise. Like, oh. <laughs> I, we were talking about the weather, Sam. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I immediately was like, Jason did say he could eat soup for every meal. He like, did. that's where my head went. So I was like, did he make chili? Did he not make chili? No, I mean, Let's I'm sure talk it'll about happen. Winter House. Yeah. Winter House. Is just an easy breezy kind of show. And that's yep. what I love. It's perfect. It is. It's perfect. It is exactly what I want right now in that like mm-hmm. it is however many people is it 10 of them. They get disgustingly drunk. And mm-hmm. I mean, to the point where and I said this to you last week, 
thousand yard stares all around. No one can make a direct eye contact because they're all so out of it. And Mm -hmm. that's, I haven't seen that on TV minus Angie at the first birthday party for so long. And it's Mm -hmm. refreshing to see because I, I love watching them all just like slur their words. Lindsay falling in the kitchen. Again, I've never seen someone fall slower. Other than again, Angie. So, and again, she was moving so slow, and Kyle still couldn't catch her. That's how no. out of their minds they are. Yeah, it is great. I, 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 I'm obsessed with the show. I cannot believe that Lindsay saying "I'm in love with you" to Austin wasn't a joke. I thought when I saw previews, I was like, "No, that's out of context. We're not seeing the whole I'm like, thing." She's not doing that within the first four hours of being in the house. What we're not hearing <laughs> is her saying like. What do you want me to say that I'm in love with you? Like, and right. they cut it. But no, she straight up said she was. <laughs> and he was like, what? And then he he said, I love you like a sister. Oh, my God. Knife to the heart. Knife well, to the heart. Well, I will say Austin is, you know, a classic fuckboy. And uh, when they were at the bar, he was like you know, I love you. Could you see a future together? I, I was like, you're kind of setting her up. Like, he was setting her up. And that's kind of shitty. And then Sierra is like staring at him. And I, then I get fucking pissed because I'm like, Sierra, you are so beautiful. And I have a bone to pick really quick. What's she up? says, she says, you okay. Multiple times. You know, a man just really gets me with a sense of humor. And what we know about Sierra is that she's dated Luke, Luke, who has no sense of humor. Let him build that igloo. He has the personality of a, a campfire log. And then Austin is also not funny. I have never laughed at Austin Kroll ever. Ever. Other than laughing at him. I've right. never laughed with him. And no. he, but when I laugh at him, it's because it's like, it, it, he's so helpless. Um, like I laughed at him when Madison called him a beta bitch. Right. Like that's when I'm laughing. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, he is like, I don't understand what people find appealing about him. Sierra is so much better than him. All she did was make out with him. I just want to tell her like, it's not too late to turn back. We can forget Wait, about was, the hot tub. It was really weird. I was like, you guys just, as what we know is we you know just of. made out with, with him. Yeah. I mean, there could have been some hand stuff. We don't know what was going on in that hot tub. Personally, I hope there was no hand stuff in the hot tub. No. I'd be so upset. But I did laugh when Sierra was in Austin's room. And Lindsay didn't know Sierra was in Austin's room. And just came barging in. And the moment she saw her, she was like, oh. She was like, uh, Austin, I just want... Um, I'm, I just wanted, I'm going to, I just wanted to tell you, I was going to, I'm going to go change. And and even he was like, he was like, died a secondhand embarrassment. It was so uncomfortable. Yes. And it was incredible. And I, I felt that was relatable. I was like, that would have been me. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I don't fault her for it, but like the bat, the, it was, it was so awkward. And then the next day when Lindsay came in. And was like sitting on the bed with Paige and Sierra and Amanda. It was awkward. I mean, and Sierra said so. Like, oh, she's not going to even say anything. It's like weird now. But again, they are kind of like clicky. With they Lindsay. are clicky. Kind of shitty. Like when Lindsay came in, they were like, "Oh, you like already have makeup on." And I'm like, "Yeah, no shit. She's, like, she's on TV." Yeah, she's like, "I'm a fucking professional." 
Okay, I'm over 30. She said that on Watch What Happens Live, too. Did you um, see when Austin... So it was Tasha and Austin, Tasha Adams and Austin on Watch What Happens Live. And Lindsay was in the audience. And I guess that... Who was it? What was the question? I can't remember the exact wording, but it was like Andy said that Paige... Oh, maybe Paige said something about like how they were worried about the energy in the house when Lindsay came in. Mm. And Lindsay was like, well, I've been here since day one. So I'm not concerned about what people think my energy will be since I've been doing this for seven seasons. And I was like, this woman is a professional. She's not worried. A professional. No, she doesn't give a fuck. And the energy did change when she came in the house, but for the better. Like I needed that energy because Gabby brings the energy to a level that I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy it either. I feel like I, I mean, who does she end up? So I, I mean, can we talk about like spoilers, even just like from what we've seen on social media? So Lindsay and the other guy, what's his name? Soup Boy. Jason. They end up together, right? I think. That's what what I've understood from like social media, at least, that they at least hook up. I don't know if they're like dating, dating, but there's at least something there. It, because she's not with on Andy, if I, if I may. Oh, my gosh. When, when Austin called this beautiful specimen. Straight from Andy, Italy. Straight from Italy. Abs like Making a, a god. pasta de fungi at 10.45 yeah. p.m. And he calls him Andy. I was like, you motherfucker. But don't you also um, feel like... Austin's like one beer away from calling him like the nard dog <laughs> office. It's like, oh my God. Yes. He's like going to give him some disgusting nickname. I mean, yeah. Andy's bad enough, but so, okay. Gabby and Ga- the whole Gabby, Jason, Luke love triangle. I couldn't care less about. Couldn't. Also, Luke doesn't like Gabby. No, he's like, Okay, well, he, you're outside with me. He's you like, like she's fire. beautiful, and that's about it. Like that's yeah. what, that's he all literally I see. said that to Amanda. He yeah. was like, she's beautiful, obviously, but like I don't like her I, in I that way whatsoever. It. He made it a point to be like, I don't like her at all. <laughs> like, yeah. no, I, I mean, no, she's not for me. He made a choice to go build that igloo for the whole day, so he didn't have to spend time right with the girls. Luke is a man of isolation. Okay. He's a man. When I saw that he was building snow bricks, but you for love him. Igloo, oh my god, something has changed. I know, Sam. The winds have shifted. I don't know what it is. The Midwestern in me, my loins are on fire. What? For freaking. Where blue. is the end button on this? That is too uh, far. Sick. Your sick. loins? Do, I, as a woman, do I have loins? Do women have loins? I think it's like your. I don't know. Do they? I don't know, but my loins, if I have them, they're burning. I just have to say, like, I do appreciate, like, Luke's Survivor Man Mm -hmm. a a thing. Like, I think it's really fun to watch because all of these other, like, the the Craigs, the Austins of the show, the Kyles. They wouldn't make it through the Dust Bowl. They would. Oh, my God, no. They wouldn't make it through, like, a 30-degree day. Nope. So, for. You know who would? Luke. Luke, because he's wearing, like. 
<laughs> literally like beaver pellet on his head. When, when he rubbed his hood on Gabby's face and he was like, this is coyote. I was like, oh coyote, God. That's what it was. Coyote. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, it is. Like yeah. I was into it. Like the way that this man was making me feel, I think it's because it's such slim pickings. Normally I have Carl who was like my king. I miss, so I miss, Car- I miss Carl. His energy is missed. Yeah. I miss him a lot. Uh, with Luke, there's just something like with his, I love his gold rings. He's in his element. Like when I saw him, first of all, I find him to be fast, a fascinating character because he's clearly Paul Bunyan. Yeah. But he's also very clean. I, I clapped his room because then he was also taking the lint when roller he was lint to his rolling. clothes. And all that was like, on his bed was a laptop. Yeah. Can't relate. <laughs> Sierra I can't with- relate. No, when people were dragging Sierra last season for her bed, I was like, you felt personally attacked. I've slept with a hammer in my bed, a laptop. Hammer for protection? Uh, No, I just was hanging something and I threw it in my bed and I was like, I'm going to take a nap. And there was a hammer in my bed. Uh, You know, (laughs) I'm really not, you know, I'm a mess. I think it makes sense now more than ever because like I can't get behind Luke in his jorts and combat boots doing mill work in the backyard of the summer house house. (laughs) But I do get it like with he is very much in his element and it's always attractive to see a person own their thing. So I do understand why the winds have turned for you. The loin thing I can't get behind, but I get it. And I want to also just really quickly touch on how do we get from Paige and Andy, Andrea, to Paige and Craig, because she hasn't even looked him in the eyeball since no. they appeared in the house together. So I'm not sure. On Watch What Happens Live, Austin said, because Andy Cohen, not Andrea, asked about them or like the audience member. I don't know. And Austin goes, yeah, Paige like looked at him and goes, that's my guy. And I'm like, how? <laughs> how? How do we get there? <sighs> You know, I don't know. And I love my little Paige. I know you I do, do. And I love Paige. I love her. I just, this feels like such a strange coupling. Like, I see her with an Andy and Andrea. Oh, I think she, I think she does, too. I mean, I, pick, also, I see their wedding in Italy. Yeah. But also, I'm like, in the previews of next week where she discovers that he's a player, yeah. I'm like, well, babe. Well, thank God Craig's not. Take a look. Yeah. Craig's twirl. Thoughts? I was, thank you. His little spin that he did, um, his little performance. Um, I actually thought Craig was prime in this episode. He, he was, he was Craig. Yeah. Like he was full, full Craig. Craig. He was the energy of what's wrong with my sewing was the whole episode here. The whole episode. And that was good. And when like Luke. the dad, when he was talking about his Craig's, body. Yeah, when Luke was like, you've got tiny nipples. Snack size. (laughs) Snack size. I was like, okay, Luke. And Austin was like, he does, doesn't he? And they were all talking about his nipples. And I was like, this is too much nipple talk. A lot of nip talk. Yeah, but it's, again, par for the course for this episode. Because all we're talking about is the boob area. I don't know. So let's finish this episode and talk about Beverly Hills. We're on part three of the reunion. I personally, I've seen people complain that they're like, there doesn't need to be four parts. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying this season. I, I'm down. I agree 
in general, I do. I am glad that we have these four episodes because I just like don't want it to end. But I do think that we're dragging out a little bit. I thought this like part three was a little like, what are we saying here? But with that said, like, again, I don't want it to end. So I'm just kind of like, whatever. To me, it feels all over the place. Like I want just like one whole hour of just Andy talking to Erica. I know. And but they obviously that, can't do that because yeah. then we couldn't do four parts. I enjoyed the crystal section. I thought that that was really important. I really like her a lot. I'm glad her and Sutton seem to move on and they're friends again. Me too. Our friends now. They were never friends before. Uh, but okay. It's going to sound mean. I've never lost yeah. a parent. Oh, okay. You're like, where Neither is have this I. going? I haven't, I'm, but I'm just not sure where you're yeah. taking this. And there's a part of me that feels like, oh my God, that's so sad, Kathy and Kyle, their oh. mom passed. Mm-hmm. The way these women talk about their mom and get so emotional. I mean, they cry at a drop of a fucking hat talking about yeah. their mom. You would think their mom passed like last year. Their mom died in 2002. And then it brings me to Lisa Vanderpump, who I understand is an orchestrator. She's a manipulator. I understand that. Her brother committed suicide and then her mom died within like six months of each other. Mm -hmm. And that is when these women took it upon themselves to come for her over a dog named Lucy Lucy Applejuicy. And I'm just like, there's something so strange to me about that. Like with Kyle, it's like, you lost a parent. You know how hard that is. You know the trauma. Right. And there's also, I'm just like, there is a spirit of Big Kathy that like remains within these women. And it's like, she did a number on these girls. Yeah. Look, I don't want to speak ill of the of the dead, but I agree with you. I think that there is something that's almost haunting yes. about that's what Big I mean. Kathy. And I think that, look, I I kind of assume Mindy Kaling said when she lost her mom that she lost her soulmate. And I get that. And I think that like, for especially for Kathy, I think that's kind of how she feels. Yeah. Certainly not Rick because she gives him a sweater for Christmas. I, but yeah, <laughs> but I, I think that I, again, like I kind of think that that's probably like how I will be. Um, so I'm not judging it, but I do think that like knowing what we know about big Kathy, it is, it is rather like haunting the impact that she left on them. That's what I mean. Like, of course, like you can cry over your mom, even if she died 40 years ago, like that you can cry over losing a parent. I, that's not what I'm judging. It's like, there's this dark undertone with big Kathy that it's haunting. It's haunting energy. Like there's something so interesting about it. And I will I remember Kathy said she was like, I knew my mom was a good mom because when she died, we all thought we were her favorite. So she had like. Oh, that's an interesting quote. So she so she had this really intense relationship, I think, with all three of her girls. um, And it was I think each of them had a very different relationship. Kathy being older with a different dad, Kim being the child star that she was. And then Kyle kind of being a child star, but like. Not being as Kyle. big. Yeah, just being Kyle. Um, I want to know what Kathy means by Kyle is eccentric. 
I want to know. Okay, you don't think Kyle's eccentric? Not in the way that Kathy was making it seem. She was like, Kyle. I don't think it's like you guys don't know the real Kyle. I was like, we don't. I mean, I don't know. I think we've seen the real Kyle come out when she does her splits. That's where she you know, shines. Like, that's what I think her. Well, I mean, that's her only party trick. Yeah. But yeah, I think that like, I do think Kyle is like, she's the life of the party because she wants to be. And I'm assuming it's because she's, uh, you know, there's like some, is she the middle child? Last. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, it feels kind of par for the course. But I do think that, like, she is probably kind of fun, fun and crazy. She's married to Mauricio. You know, it's like. They got to be fun. I think Kyle's probably, like, you know, I'm look, I don't know. Don't you think Kyle's probably dipping into Mo's stash once in a while? A thousand percent. And this is the yeah. fucking hill I'm going to die on really quick. Okay. Brandy Glanville gets a really bad rap. I, if yes. you go back and rewatch the seasons. There's a part, like, they go to Amsterdam, and Kyle's like, oh, my God, I could never do a brownie, and was, like, turning her nose up at it, and Brandy was like, I've literally smoked with you before. Like, what are you talking about right now? Yeah. And Kyle's, well, like, maybe she adamant. just won't eat a brownie. And Kyle's, like, very adamant, like, you've that's never happened, you're a liar, like, blah, 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 and now we see Mo, who's, like, Lit at all times. Never not high. Him and PK smoked a bowl before dinner. Why didn't they just say that? They had when to have. They were like apologizing for them. I was like, just say that your husbands were fucked up. Also, it's funny, and, Erica. It was funny. Yeah. And I thought Dorit did make a good point of like, when she was telling the story, it was things were getting jumbled and then she just sounded crazy. But also like the story itself is crazy. It... I mean, it's snowing in Pasadena. We got to laugh at that. Yeah. Got to laugh at when, it. And PK really is a star. That man is a star. And Erica just like, she wants everyone to really cater to her. But then also at the same time is like, don't talk about me. But then is also like, I'm not a victim, but is because she's like, look at my fucking life. It's like, she's making all of these things. And Vicki Gumbelson says it best. She says, Satan loves confusion. And Satan is confusing us. I think that she really made a mistake in the part three reunion about when they were talking to her about the victims. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, Andy was like, but the the thing that, because she made a comment of like, everyone here has been involved in a lawsuit, blah, blah, blah. And we've, we've had legal problems on these shows before. And Andy's like, yeah, but this time... Like, there are actual victims involved in this case. And Erica goes, understood, however. And I'm like, no, sis, like, that's not, that's not the response. And I don't understand how she doesn't get it still. That's what Garcelle was saying. She was like, I don't understand how you're not understanding this. Like, I'm all for you being yourself on Instagram, but when you're posting Lil' Kim lyrics saying buffoons are going to eat my pussy, uh, well, you're being alleged of defrauding orphans and widows, uh, it's not a great look. I don't think now no. is the time to really lean into that part of your personality. And then she also leaned too far, I thought, into the what you got to watch what happens next. Because I was like, Erica, now you're just literally... Yeah. You spent the whole season being like, I carried this show because of the because of the trauma I had to go through. And then you're saying stuff like, well, you'll have to see what I do next or 
when when she said which you know, when they were talking about like what she might do to Tom, which I assume is maybe potentially down the line she could file her own lawsuit against him. I don't I don't know. Uh, but she goes, "Well, you'll have to see what I will do." And Andy's like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, Andy was like, "Girl, like she is so defensive," and you know it's in such a way that it's like you're making yourself look so fucking horrible and you're digging yeah. yourself into this hole and she just keeps going and going. And then when she snapped at Crystal and was like, am I angry enough for you? I'm like, don't Wasn't fucking a good talk to her like that, number one. Yeah. Number two, it's like, you're not, you don't ever mention the victims. It's like, it's just very bizarre. And I, there's a part of me that like, when you said, you know, is she going to file her own lawsuit against Tom? I was like, he's not, in the mental capacity now where like anything could even be done. Yeah. That makes it sad. Also, I got really frustrated just as a student of journalism for Erica to say that she didn't know that the quote hit piece from the LA times coming out. First of all, it wasn't a hit piece. It was a investigative Uh, journalism article. Uh, an investigative journal journalism article. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> is that what the, the term is? No, I mean, yeah, what, it what's is a now. professional term? No, that's what we'll call it now. That's okay. that's that's <laughs> canon. But for her to say that, like, she didn't know it was coming, it is, it is a journalistic duty to reach out when there are legal allegations mm-hmm. against somebody to reach out for comment. Whether you reach out to that person directly or you reach out to their legal representatives mm-hmm. who then represent that person, Erica says she didn't know it was coming. The LA Times says that they reached out for comment. Also, so got, you left the day before it was going to come out. It just made me mad that yeah. like she, even if she didn't know, her legal team did. Mm-hmm. And then that's on them for not telling her. I find it shocking that her legal team wouldn't mention it, though. And so it just makes me frustrated when she tries to like use these things as like a defense mechanism because that's just not how investigative journalism articles work. Like that's just not it. Drag me, Allison. Drag. It pisses me off that she's like trying to use that as like her defense because mm-hmm. uh, she thinks nobody in that room is going to know the difference. And I just don't appreciate it. Right. And it's the thing of like, and Andy said with Teresa Giudice, it was she was defrauding the government. Which, yeah, who fucking cares? The government is trash. Now, if there's anyone listening, I would never do that. I also don't know how to do that. So, yeah, I don't know how to I do that. I don't even know. I Listen, I, I don't even know where to begin. Maybe Juicy Joe was like kind of a genius, like the way he was doing it. Maybe not. Got caught. I don't know. But yeah, I don't think so. He literally can't be in this country yeah, anymore. He literally got so. deported. He has to see his daughters in the Bahamas, uh, which is <laughs> tough. Um, but... So when Andy was like, these are real people that are affected by this. And like, Mm -hmm. you, and I just think with Erica, like she's causing all of this confusion and it's it's just kind of frustrating. And I get so like overwhelmed by that kind of stuff that it almost just makes me want to like tap out and be like, let me know when the charges come because I'm tired. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if she'll be charged with anything. I I truly don't think she will be. No, I don't either. And so because she she said that she did not work for Girardi and Keys. Like right. she had no hand in the business. Now, if Tom was 
as the, some allegations claim, funneling money. Yeah. That's a different story. But at the same time, like, at this point, she hasn't been charged with anything. I kind of feel like it probably would have happened by now. Mm-hmm. And so for her, it's like she's in a place where she can truly be like, I... She's telling the women, like, you know, it's all bullshit. Stop being worried. Then you could change your tune, too. You're you're only defensive if there's a real threat. Right. You know? Yeah. And that doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense to me. None of it really uh, makes sense. No, it doesn't. No. But another thing that doesn't make sense to me, do you think Dorit pays market price for her designer items? I loved that Andy was like, something is going on with your finances. Because this doesn't make sense. Makes no sense. He's like, there's no way Boy George is bringing in money like that to PK. No. 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 To Mr. Paul Kemsley. I'm sorry. There's no fucking way that he's making that much money where she can spend the way that she does. I mean, there's already been lawsuits about her that Camille, I mean, has even brought up. But I also thought it was like this really strange moment where they were like, oh my God. And then you can gift all your clothes to Phoenix one day. And she was like, I know. Okay. Well, one time though, I bought a very expensive item. Oh my God. What was it? And it was a bracelet. Was it a love bracelet? Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> the only way I rationalized it was that I'll give this to my granddaughter one day. You're ju- not even <laughs> your daughter. single as a Pringle. No, I'm just like, no, because it makes it bigger if it's like generational. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, my daughter's screwed. Um, yeah, you're Ruby. But yeah, I just. Your daughter Ruby? I, that's literally how I like, yeah, Ruby. <laughs> um, I had to like declare to Sam that like if I had a, a daughter, I Ruby is on like the top of the list, which is what she named her dog. And I didn't want her to think I named my daughter after her dog. And the funny part um, was Allison was not the only person to have messaged me this when I said that my dog's name is Ruby. They were like, yeah. uh, just so you know, when I have a daughter, her name will be Ruby and I'm not naming her after your dog. I was like, okay, I won't take that personal. <laughs> it just shows that you're, you're, uh, you know, you've picked a good name, but yeah, I thought that like, I have definitely used that as like a rationalization. Okay. With that said, I am not buying like full designer outfits no. every other day. I, my, I almost wonder, I'm like, maybe she's shopping the real, real. And that's where she's paying market price. I don't know. And I found this interesting too when Dorit was talking is her reasoning that she pays for everything herself retail is that she wants to control her own looks. That's why she won't just wear whatever anybody sends to her. I'm like, you send me anything I'm wearing. Oh, 100%. Somebody sent me, one time I got sent Target leggings wear them every day. And you know what? I walked down the street feeling like a queen because I'm like, these were gifted. Yeah. I didn't pay for these. They were like $19.99 and I'm, I'm an influencer. The scrunchie um, was sent to me via Dorinda Medley. Okay. Well, that's a flex. I'm out (laughs) here talking about Target and you have a Dorinda Medley. It was Dorinda Medley's team. It wasn't Dorinda herself. No, I think that, I think she packaged that herself. (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah, I, but look, I'm excited about the last part. I'm like, what else do we have to talk about? I saw a tweet yeah. and I, I have gone on record saying that I think Lisa Rinna needs to leave. I don't think the show, okay. if Rinna came back, I'm fine with it. But next season needs to be her takedown. And I think it's yes. coming. I think the storm is a Bruin. But 
because she, I mean, she did not even come up for a breath of air up Erica's ass nope. uh, in the part nope. three reunion. But I saw somebody tweet that like Rinna's storyline is that her daughters are dating, her daughter is dating a Kardashian and the other one's dating a Love Island dropout. And she, Harry makes some good bolognese. And that's her storyline. And for yeah. her to be like the Rinna who would come after people so much. Also, I saw something interesting that Kyle allegedly makes like half a mil for the show. Rinna makes wow. 450K. R- Denise Richards was making like close to a million. And pe- somebody said like, I wonder if this is why they came so hard for her. Probably. Yeah. And I... When I was talking to my friend about the Denise Richards of it all yesterday, actually, because he was like, she wasn't a good addition, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I get what they were trying to do with Denise. Like, I get the appeal of the idea of her. Yeah. But when she's actually on camera, I'm like, I don't really get it. I liked her her first season. I did. Yeah. And then we got run over by Brandy's pussy gate. So that was strange. That was a moment. (sighs) But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the fourth part. It'll be good. I am too. And then if we get the secrets revealed, I'll be thrilled. Oh, I bet we'll get some good secrets revealed. Oh yeah, we'll get some juicy secrets revealed. And I'm excited for next season to see Crystal Garcelle and Sutton like officially a team. Mm-hmm. I think that's I love be Garcelle. Really good. She's on the cover of Harper's Bazaar Vietnam, and I just would like to re- re- remind everyone that we've got someone claiming that she feels like she needs to be relevant. Like this woman's on magazine covers. Well, Allison, this was so much fun. I could talk to you forever. I mean, we clearly did talk forever. Uh, We had some technological problems. We came back, we bounced back. We jumped right in. Jumped right back Uh, in. Our only child was showing. uh, It was. You know, our only children, it jumped out. So obviously tell everybody where they can find you on the internet. So you can find me at Allison Piwo, P-I-W-O on all of the social medias, the social meds, social meds. And yeah, I mean, I usually don't plug this, but then Sam tells me I need to plug it. So I'll plug my yeah. dog's Instagram at moose.the.wheaton. He dressed up as David Rose for Halloween. And honestly, it's a one for one image. So like you can go over and check it out. He's too cute. And then I'm playing Alexis Rose for a Halloween costume. So like we're kind of going as a couple's costume because that's where I'm at in life. Almost 30 (laughs) doing couple's costumes with my dog. Oh, when this comes out, it will be my birthday. This is my birthday (gasps) episode. Do you want me to sing? Okay. No, absolutely not. I hate the happy birthday song as long as like I hate acapella. Oh, yeah, I know. Also, like when people sing for you at restaurants, like where do you look? You don't look anywhere. And it's the longest 30 seconds ever. You can also find me on Pop Chaser. I actually did sing in, uh, let's see what episode, Thursday's episode of Pop Chaser. I sang maybe this time uh, from Cabaret (laughs) Uh, because I was just feeling it and it was in a trailer. Deep cut. That's a deep yeah. Um, And it was in the Tiger King 2 trailer. That's why I sang it. Just one line, gotcha. but I do think I sound like Liza Minnelli in it. So yeah, the podcast is called Pop Chaser and then another podcast called TV Watch Repeat, all by the dip. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Love talking to you. Thank and you. I, oh, let me do my outro, obviously. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you want 20% off at the dip, you can use code H-O-T-M. That's H-O-T-M. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.
What exactly are microplastics? They're small, man-made. They're less than five millimeters long and they're around you every day. Microplastics are toxic. They cunningly seep into water, the air, and the things we eat. By contaminating our food chain, they make their way to you. Through vegetables at the supermarket, and yes, through fruit too. They're literally everywhere. That's the problem at hand. Every cigarette butt you see on the ground contains 15,000 strands. Learn more at undo.org. this summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.